Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm your host, Jessalyn Romney, a baby sleep consultant and a mother of four. I'm here to teach you everything I know about baby sleep, motherhood, postpartum, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. We are going to talk about binkies or pacifiers or the dummy, the plug, whatever you call it. I like to call it a binky, so that's what I'm going to refer to it as today. We're going to talk all about that. But first, I want to read this quick DM that I got the other day that says, I just wanted to tell you that baby girl slept from 8 p.m. to 6.45 a.m. last night. Not a single waking or sound from her either. It's the most she's ever slept with the crying emoji and the prayer emoji. I'm just so happy. You guys, these reviews, this feedback, it means the world to me. So if you are having success with your baby sleep training journey, send me a DM. I would love to share it on the podcast. Okay, let's dive into binkies. So one of the first questions I get asked is, should I use a binky? Yes. Yes, you should. (laughs) Why? Because a binky can help soothe your baby without constantly having to feed your baby. A lot of times people think, well, the only way they'll calm down is if I'm feeding them. It's not necessarily the food that's calming them down. It is the sucking motion that is calming them down and a binky can do just that for your baby. So it really acts as a great tool, especially when you are going through the sleep training process and you're trying to eliminate those night feeds. It really helps your baby soothe without constantly needing food over and over and over. So that's the number one reason. Also, binkies can help with acid reflux. That sucking motion helps them swallow and it helps keep the food down. Studies also show that using a pacifier can help prevent SIDS. And overall, I just think it helps with sleep, especially later, especially at that six, seven month mark when your baby can replace their own binky. It is a game changer, but you can totally teach your baby how to sleep and transition through sleep cycles, even if the binky falls out. So that's what we're mostly going to talk about today. So I will have parents come to me and say, okay, my baby is doing so great, but the second their binky falls out, they are awake. Or the second they find their hands, they're hitting themselves in the face and they're knocking the binky out of their mouth and it wakes them up. What do you do? What are you supposed to do in this time period when your baby is learning how to sleep, but every time the binky falls out, they wake up? So this When you get to this point in the sleep training journey, it likely means you have eliminated the night feedings and now you're teaching your baby how to connect those sleep cycles, but they're needing the binky to connect the sleep cycle. So what I like to do is I still offer the binky. I don't get rid of it. I offer the binky at bedtime, helps them fall asleep. And once they wake up, once they come out of a sleep cycle, give your baby five minutes. Give your baby a few minutes of space to feel what it feels like to get into another sleep cycle without you having to replace the binky. Now, if five minutes is up and they're really struggling, go in, hand them the binky, try again the next night, not a big deal. But if you continue this process and you continue to add a little bit more time each day, continue to give them a little bit more space, you will be surprised to see how quickly your baby can actually learn how to fall asleep without you having to replace the binky. Like I've said a million times before, my babies sleep 12 hours by 12 weeks And they are not putting the binky back in their mouth at this point. They have simply learned how to come out of a sleep cycle and get into a new one without needing the binky replaced. I still use it. Like I said, I still offer it at bedtime. I still use it during the day. If they're struggling at night, I will still give it to them. But they can learn how to connect sleep cycles without it. 
Another question I get asked is when should I introduce it? I personally, this is a personal choice. I bring mine to the hospital. I literally bring my binkies to the hospital. When my baby is born, I snuggle them, I breastfeed them, and then I will offer the binky. Now, people will say, well, doesn't this cause nipple confusion? I personally have not experienced that. I know some people say out there that it causes nipple confusion. I have never had that issue. I have always been able to breastfeed my baby and hand them a binky and feed them a bottle. No issues. I think babies are smarter than we give them credit for. And I personally believe that they can tell the difference between latching onto you and having a pacifier in their mouth. I really do. My All four of my babies have noticed a difference and they haven't had problems. So I am a big believer of bringing it to the hospital. Now, if that scares you, if that stresses you out, if you're like, there is no way I am even risking my baby getting confused between me and the binky, then that's okay. Wait until you get home. You're not going to need it to help soothe your baby in the hospital. For me, it's more of an introduction. Your baby is so sleepy those first few days in the hospital, you're not really needing to soothe them anyways. Uh, You're actually going to be spending a lot of time trying to wake them up to eat. I just do it so that it is an early introduction so that they like the binky and that we can use it as a tool later as they get older. So personal choice, but I actually like to bring mine to the hospital. Now I'll tell people that and they'll say, well, I tried that and my baby just did not like the binky. So I tried 10 different ones. They never liked it. It was so annoying. Whatever. People just get really frustrated when their baby does not like the binky. So this is my advice. Stop changing the different types of binky that you offer your baby. I think that if you are offering one and then you offer another one and they spit it out, so then you try another one and they're gagging on it, so you try another one, it's really hard for them to get used to it. It's really hard for them to adjust, just like in sleep training, if you're switching too many things at one time, it's very confusing. So pick one, maybe two, if you really don't think they like the one that you first chose. Pick one or two and try it for a full week, maybe two, maybe even a full month. Try it consistently. Rub it on the roof of their mouth to trigger that sucking reflex and see how it goes. My third baby took like two months to actually like the binky. She would gag on it. She would spit it out. But I was so determined. I'm like, I am not giving up on this. So I would still offer it every day, even though she spit it out, even though she wasn't super into it. And she became my most attached baby to the binky. She took the longest to get rid of it. And she truly, truly became obsessed with it, but it just took her a little bit longer and that's okay. Had I switched up which binky I was offering her, I think it would have made it even harder. So I just offered the same binky every day for two months, knowing that eventually she would like it. But like I said, if you are stressed and overwhelmed and you're like, oh, they really don't like this one, give it at least a week, at least a week. I personally think it takes longer than that, but just don't switch every single day. Don't buy a bunch of different binkies and hope they like one of them. Just stick to one, keep trying it. They will get used to it. And if for whatever reason they don't, if for whatever reason you have tried everything and your baby literally just hates the binky with all their heart, it's okay. It's going to be okay. There are plenty of babies out there who have learned to sleep just fine without a binky. In fact, I was one of them. My mom said that I refused, refused the binky and never took a bottle. (laughs) So apparently that was me and I turned out just fine. I think, I don't know. You'll have to ask my mom, but if that happens, don't stress about it. It's okay. But if you have the choice, if you're determined, keep going, keep trying and give your baby some time to learn. 
Now, like I said, usually around six or seven months, your baby can start to replace the binky on their own and it is life-changing. It is life-changing in the middle of the night when you can look at your baby on the monitor, you see them wake up, grab their own binky, stick it in their mouth and roll over and go back to sleep. It's like the most satisfying thing to watch and you're just proud mom moment. But sometimes those binkies get lost in their crib. So what I personally do with my babies is I clip it to the armpit of the sleep sack. Now you want to make sure that you get a clip that is short enough that if it's clipped to the armpit, it's not long enough that can go over their neck. You want to make sure it is safe. And if you're not sure, talk to your pediatrician about it. But I clip it to the armpit of the sleep sack so that it's always right there. It doesn't get lost. They know exactly where it is. During the day, you can help them practice, stick it in their hand, help them practice, put it in their mouth over and over and over. But that way it doesn't get lost. That way they are not in the middle of the night searching and crying and trying to figure out where their binky is. And then you go in and try to find it and you can't find it. I remember with my first, before I started using binky clips, I would always find them under her crib every night if she would wake up and she really needed it. I would search under her crib and there were always like six down there. Somehow she always kicked them out of the sides. But once I learned that I could clip it to the armpit, it changed everything. So if your baby is losing their binky in the middle of the night, you can clip it to the armpit, see how it goes. I've also heard great things about glow-in-the-dark binkies. Um, I just haven't used them because the clip has worked so great for me. And even if it glows in the dark, you're still like feeling around for it. You're still having to search for something. Whereas if it's clipped to their armpit, they can just keep their eyes closed, feel for it and stick it back in their mouth. So again, that's my personal choice. Talk to your pediatrician if you're not sure if that is safe for your baby. Um, But that has been so great for all four of my kids until my current two-year-old learned how to unclip it. My other kids never unclipped it. She knows how to unclip it. So instead, I got a braided clip and I unbraided it. So it was just strings. And then I tied it to like the shoulder strap of the arm or the shoulder strap of the sleep sack. And so it can't come undone. It's twisted now. So nothing can get stuck in it, but she cannot take it off. I was like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to figure out how to keep her binky in place and not use the clip anymore because she would take it off and she would throw it in the night and then she would yell for me to come get it. Anyways, it was a whole thing. Sometimes you have to get creative, but the number one priority is to keep your baby safe. So again, make sure that whatever you get, it is short enough that it cannot go around their neck, but long enough that they can still reach it if it is clipped down below. Okay. And the last question I get asked about binkies is when do I have to get rid of it? I know there are a lot of people out there saying you need to get rid of it by six months or by two years. Ask your pediatrician what they recommend. My pediatrician says as long as it's gone by age three, it's fine. So my first, honestly, I think it, I think your babies will get rid of it way easier than you think. My first, when she was about two and a half, I kept saying, hey, we should throw your binky away. You're a big girl now. And she would say, no. And after about two or three weeks of saying that, one day she just walked over, threw it in the garbage and said, yep, I'm done with it. And when she walked away, I dug it out of the trash and I hid it because I thought she's totally going to ask for this tonight. You guys, she never asked again. Never once. She never looked back. She threw that thing away and she just moved forward like nothing happened. Then my son, I didn't know this, but he dropped his binky somewhere in the car and lost it. We couldn't find it. And I'm not one of those people who keeps like 20 binkies. I have two. I have one in their bed and then one that I let them carry around. Sometimes with my last two, I pretty much keep it in their bed, but I usually just keep two binkies around. So he lost one in the car and then the binky in his bed that he had been using that was clipped to his sleep sack had a hole in it. And I didn't realize that he had bit a hole in it. So 
he was just not that interested in it anymore. We couldn't find the one in the car. And when he, we'd put him to bed, he would chew on it. And he's like, hey, I don't like this. And he'd spit it out. And so he just got rid of it on his own, which was really great. And as I mentioned earlier, my third was the most attached. And I was trying to figure out how to get rid of it. And we had just had a new baby. My fourth was born in September. So we had a little three-month-old. So I didn't want to make too many changes right when she turned three. So I waited a few months after she turned three. And it was Christmas time and our elf came. Good old Ginger. Good old Ginger showed up on the Christmas tree. And I thought, what if Ginger took it to the North Pole? And so I asked her, I said, hey, Remy, do you want Ginger to take your binky to the North Pole and give it to Santa? And she was like, yes. So we wrote Ginger a note. <laughs> we gave Ginger her binky. And then for like a week, she kept asking like, when is Ginger bringing it back? And I'm like, oh no, it's not coming back. It's it's at Santa's workshop. And he's going to give it to other kids who might need it, <laughs> which is like so nasty to think about. But she was like, oh, okay. And then she'd be fine with it. And then she'd ask about it again. And after like a week, she was totally fine. Never asked, never asked about it again. So really, I think that a lot of parents go into using a binky with a little hesitation because they know eventually they will have to get rid of it, but it really is not as bad as you think, I promise. And if you can wait until they're about three, they totally understand. You can start talking about it when they're two, and by the time they're three, they're usually just ready to get rid of it anyways. So that's my advice for getting rid of it. Wait until they are about three, unless your pediatrician says you need to do it sooner, and don't dread it. It might be one or two rough nights, maybe, but they adjust so, so quickly. I'll have to let you know when I get rid of my fourth baby's binky to see how she does with it, but she's actually the least attached of all three of my kids. She keeps it on her sleep sack. She keeps it in her bed. She never asks for it out of her crib, and even if she's sad, I try to give it to her, and she's like, no, I don't want it. So I'm hoping, knock on wood, I'm hoping she might be the easiest to get rid of it, even though the other ones weren't bad. So Anyways, I hope that helps you kind of understand when to get rid of the binky, why I use a binky, how your baby can learn how to sleep even if the binky falls out, and what you can do so they don't lose the binky in the night. I know this was kind of a lot of information about binkies, but they're just a huge topic around here. So I just wanted to talk about it and get all that information out there so that you can make a decision on whether or not you want to use a binky for your baby, and also so that you have hope when their binky is falling out or you know, you can understand that eventually they will be able to put this back in their mouth and that someday getting rid of it won't be a big deal. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for hanging out with me today. If you could do me the hugest favor, please, please, please rate this podcast, leave a review, screenshot, share it, tag me on Instagram at the underscore sleep fairy. It means so much to me. Thank you again for being here and I will see you next time. If you want to learn more about the resources I have to offer, head to thesleepfairyway.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore sleepfairy. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.